Well, good Wednesday morning here on the Patriot Radio News Hour. Last Wednesday of the year, December 30th, 2020. Your co-hosts, Jason and Brian here covering for the big man, Joe, that's out till next year. Give out the particulars. You regular listeners know what it is. The toll-free number, 800 for Patriot, 800-951-0592 on our website, allamericangold.com. Hope everyone's having a nice morning out there. It's a little bit frosty, chilly here in uh, uh, the northern Colorado Front Range. Got a bunch of, not a bunch, got a little bit of uh, global warming powder out there to help help start the morning. But uh, that's all I got from the... uh, from the uh, bunker here in the front range, Jason. Cold, cold, cold. It was two degrees, Brian. I don't know where it is, how, how it is, Eric. I know you haven't made it into the uh, the, the radio station yet, but uh, doing the show from home in Lions. But I'm uh, I'm here in Johnstown, Colorado. Two degrees coming in. So uh, <laughs> I think it might be warmer I, here. <laughs> well, uh, teens. I, I, I think so. I mean, it seemed like the further I, or closer I got to Johnstown, the, the colder it got. Um, interesting. My, uh, my son and my niece and nephew, my brother's son and daughter, they like to get together and, uh, have a sleepover for New Year's Eve and, uh, at grandma's house. But grandma got a dog recently and, uh, my, my son's, uh, horribly allergic to the dog. So uh, last year, when they uh, before you know they got the dog before last year, New Year's, uh, they decided to sleep in a tent. <laughs> and it was really cold last January first, but they're planning on doing it again, Brian. Where the uh, like the cousins get together and they uh, they they hang out for New Year's Eve, and uh, they're going to spend the night at our house today, and then uh, do New Year's at the grandparents' house. But they're going to do a tent, Brian. They're going to be in a tent no matter what the temperature. And if it's like today, man, two two degrees, that's that could be a chilly night. Well, you know what? If the tent is set up in the garage, that that's a different story. But but a tent out in the out of the front yard, I hope they got a big heater that they're going to cuddle around. Uh, going to be on the lawn. Wow, <laughs> there is no there is no barn because the barns are full of other animals that make uh, Jack's sinuses go haywire. So uh, it has to be away from animals. <laughs> well, in this, uh, in this day age, in this day and age, that probably all qualifies as uh, coronavirus symptoms. So be be careful. Be careful with announcing that. Well, they're rural. They live uh, kind of north of Firestone, and they don't they don't have to deal with the city or anything. So there's five acres of land, so there won't be any of that. And then uh, uh, my son is a Boy Scout, so he's slept in really cold uh, temperatures before and uh, gotten through it. It's kind of part of the, the whole Boy Scout regiment. That's one of the things, those frost points and whatnot. So they, he's used to doing it. So I, w- I wouldn't do it, Brian. I... Uh, I remember one time I went camping. I had one of his Boy Scouts things. It was a Halloween thing. They were doing a they were at some camp where they had a building and they did a Halloween party and had a haunted house and everything. And uh, that was just you know around Halloween in October. And that was to me that was too cold. So I don't I don't know how anybody these guys that sleep outdoors with zero degree temperatures. I think it's nuts. Yeah, real, I've real been man. Colorado my whole life. <laughs> real men. Yeah. I think the trick, uh, I don't know what the trick is because I've not been able to achieve it, but s- somehow getting the, the, the ends of that sleeping bag warm uh, before you fall asleep. Uh, I don't know. If, uh, have some chemically assisted uh, little pocket heaters that you have in there. That might might be a helpful way to do it. Yeah, a pad, a pad on the ground that keeps the frozen ground from uh, 
radiating all that really frozen ground temperatures into your tent. So I think they're going to have the pad. I, I suggest putting the pad under the tent because then the tent, you know, the, the nylon you know, will help keep that frozen ground uh, out of the tent a little bit. But I don't know how they do that. He's got all the Boy Scout equipment. He's going to be in there. Uh, I mean, hanging out with uh, the cousins is big for him, so he's he'll, he'll rough it. I, I'd rather uh, I'd rather sleep in my bed. <laughs> Just that's yeah. how I am. And, and truth be told, I wish the the climate huckster Al Gore Leone was right, and uh, and, and everybody else, and that we were having some global warming. Because uh, let's just say my critters outside and my frostbitten fingers uh, would sure appreciate a little global warming. So I hope so. Today we have uh, this is the Wednesday show. Joe's uh, shutting uh, shutting down Patriot KXXT. They're shutting down uh, Thursday and Friday. There will be a repeat show, uh, depending on how good the show this goes. But we may repeat yesterday's show and today's show, Thursday and Friday. We may repeat any, 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 any we'll, we'll see here in Colorado. I know KXXT, they'll repeat whatever shows they plan over there. So if you're in Arizona, the repeat shows there may be different than the repeat shows here, depending on where we put them in place. you got two different radio stations, 1360 KHC and, and KXXT over there in Arizona. But, uh, Today, Brian, I think you may have a, a, a thing or two to, to, to bring up and talk about. I'm going to bring up, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what else, you know, COVID, COVID-19. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, the, the validity of the pandemic. Is it real or is it, or is it being, is it something that, that's real that's being misreported? Uh, we're going to come up, I'm going to, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, actual government websites and what they actually say. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about vaccines, uh, the, the history of, how safe they are, and we're talking recent history. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll hit that a little, a little later in the show. We do have a gold special today. Uh, if you want to get ahead on that one, I'm not, we're not going to talk about that just yet. We may do it at the end of the next segment or the third segment, but uh, we do have a gold special. You just need to call 800-951-0592. Arlene and the other girls are ready to take your orders now. So you can call 800 951 0592 to get on that gold special early. We'll bring that in here in the next segment or two. And we're going to have a, have a, try to have a good show for you guys uh, over there in Arizona and in Colorado. Jason, a couple of headlines real quick. Debt nears 28 trillion. And uh, oh. four years ago, it was 19.9 trillion. Yep. Yeah. He piled on. Wow. Oh, I mean, he almost piled on as, as much as, uh, as Obama in just one term. I thought that was. I thought uh, the the purse strings were controlled by Congress. Yes, that's the way it, it works. But that's not the who they pin it on, right? We'll, we'll be no, back. pin it on the guy going out. That's right. Patriot Radio News Hour on a fine Wednesday. Hope everyone's doing good out there and ready for a safe and probably more importantly sane New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Your co-host Jason and this is Brian. Jason, let's get on with what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, you got something you want to cover, or do you want to go right into pandemics and vaccines and all that? Well, I delivered that that good news about the the national debt topping twenty eight trillion. Don't don't see much of that uh, coming out of the the boob tube. Uh, I, I do see something from I don't know this this website, thebalance dot com, but uh, they're conveniently putting it on Trump that uh, it was ni- almost twenty trillion when he took office, kind of insinuating that uh, it's all his doing. And if if it is then uh, the office of the presidency has been broken beyond what it was in, originally intended to be. But if I'm not mistaken, th- those old uh, uh, addled uh, Congress creatures are the ones that control the purse strings. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you can, it's it's the way the system is set up. You have the Federal Reserve, which controls the interest rates and the printing of the money. And when the government wants money for something, they send U.S. Treasuries over to the Fed, and the Fed prints up money. And then once the money gets into the banking system from the government, all of the all of the banks get to print up a bunch more money with, with fractional reserve lending. As soon as the government gets their freshly printed money from the Fed, which most of it's digital, once they put it in their bank, because you know the government doesn't pay people in cash, and neither does any other company that will be borrowing from that bank that they put the money in. The bank can then print ninety percent more money. If that you take, let's just say, there's uh, the bank wants, or see, the government wants ten billion dollars for some military spending. They uh, send ten billion in treasuries to the Fed, and the Fed gives them ten billion dollars. The government puts it in a bank account because they're not going to pay anybody in cash, especially not gold and silver. And uh, once that money goes into whatever bank the government chooses, that bank now gets to print nine trillion more dollars in, in fresh money. Uh, let's just say that bank takes that, you know, and the original ten trillion, by the way, the ten billion, by the way gets to sit in that bank as reserves, and they loan out the new $9 uh, billion. Uh, let's say that bank loans that money to a construction contractor. Well, that guy is not going to pay everybody in cash, so he puts it in his bank, and this process goes on and on. That, that, that bank that they take the money to, they get to print up $8.1 billion, 90% of that. And what all this all leads to, Brian, is, is, is all this borrowing, this $28 trillion that you brought up, the interest on the debt has to be paid every year. Every time they said there's going to be a, a government shutdown, well, that's because they're hit, we're hitting the debt ceiling and there's not enough money being paid, uh, especially towards the interest on the debt, but other things. And uh, this this cycle where uh, Bush Jr. took us to five trillion in debt, you know, and then and uh, excuse me, he took from five trillion to ten trillion. Then in Obama's Eight years, he took it from ten trillion to, to just under twenty trillion. Well, you would think that if Trump had two terms on, on that that doubling rate, it would take him two terms to go from uh, basically twenty twenty trillion uh, to forty trillion. And that, that was the pace that that Trump was on because he's what you said earlier about nine trillion dollars. He's, he's almost got ten trillion put on in, in his first uh, term, and and this is just. A cycle as it is, it is a Ponzi scheme that's unwinding itself. It's it's becoming weak because with this pandemic that we're all living under, there's not as many workers paying their federal income taxes because there's no jobs, right, Brian? How are they gonna How are we gonna pay the interest on the debt? So there's gonna have to be a reset of some sort uh, for these guys to keep their system and keep us paying in, right? Well, and as some of the headlines would read, boy, it's a good thing that we're getting rid of Trump and that we got rid of Obama and that we got rid of Bush. And I got my personal preferences with with those and the others. But uh, interesting about keep 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 uh, keep the keep the shells with the P under the shells moving and uh, keep our eyes off the target. Whether it's uh, uh, red for Ed, you know, get the teachers that uh, understandably are are having a hard time getting by, and uh, the only problem is. Property taxes is where they think they're going to get it from. Never mind the the central banksters, the Federal Reserve, and uh, their their role in, in this mess. Yeah, when you're watching the news day to day for this entire year, pretty much, uh, it's all about 
vaccines or masks or the pandemic and death totals and, and how many cases and how many tests there are. When you, when you get away from the first layer of the, the panic, fear, and control system that's in place over this with this thing that's going on, then you get to like maybe some economic news or some government news, the election. And every time something's going bad in any other facets of the news, local or national, it's always, it's always the pandemic is raging. And so football can't be played this week. You know, I, I just heard on our news, the, uh, the CU Buffaloes, one of the local football teams, uh, finished their season in a bowl game that they lost. And they're, they're, they finished it with a, a season record, uh, Brian, of four wins and two losses. So wow. essentially half their season was canceled because of the pandemic. And so, so every time there's something that's out of the normal. I'm surprised they didn't all die. If they're having to wear masks, I doubt they're wearing them on the field, but I'm surprised they didn't all die of asphyxiation. <laughs> they, uh, the, the way they're reporting it, Brian, right. They, uh, they, they make it sound like, uh, that, that, that this is, this is the, the end of the world. They try to, they, they make this, uh, storyline of COVID-19 as, as if, uh, uh, it's like a movie that you're watching, you know, like one of these pandemic movies that's been coming out the last 20 years to prepare us for this, this, this false narrative of of what COVID is and how bad it's going to be on everybody. Hey, they do it's, call it a, they do call it a, a novel virus, right? So they're they're kind of implying yep. there that this whole thing is a big novel, a uh, a fictional <laughs> novel in most cases. Yeah, and 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 like you're saying earlier, uh, with the debt being at 28 trillion that uh, we, we tend to blame the president. We tend to blame the Congress. Well, it goes way beyond that, because in 1913, we gave the money creation to the Federal Reserve. They should get all the blame. And it's funny, while their system is falling apart and, be, and, 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 and dying, you know, we had the, uh, uh, the repo market last year go into an emergency situation where the, the banks, after hours, couldn't pay each other back in September and October. By the time November's coming around, they were they're having a hundred billion or two hundred billion dollars uh, daily that's sitting in the uh, re, you know the Fed had given to the repo markets, and uh, oh, China and Japan started selling a bunch of U.S. Treasuries in December, and boom, coronavirus is here. Well, it's interesting how uh, <clears throat> the coronavirus has become a very uh, convenient uh, distraction for all yep. for all the problems, yep. and. Uh, we, we we touched on this yesterday a little bit about all these emergencies that have gone on over the years and there's are all tied to this banking system. You know, when someone's stealing from you, you know, and then if, if you're somebody out there that's ever stolen anything or you tried to get away with stealing anything and don't worry, I won't hold it against you. Cause I think, uh, there's a lot of, Im- there, there's a lot of imperfect people out there and, uh, that know, I'm not perfect myself either, but you know, when someone's stealing something, the best way to get away with it is to make sure that the person or the thing that you're, the company that you're stealing from has, they're distracted. They're not looking. They don't see that you're doing it. I mean, how many people, Brian, have you known that just walk right up to you, grab something out of your hands and say, I'm taking this from you. Goodbye. That doesn't seem to happen right. very often, does it? Nope. That's nope. why the nope. Fed, Fed works in secrecy. Well, and it, it, interesting, Jason, interesting about all the other boogeymen that we've had up to this point, you know, whether it's Al Ciaeta or uh, ISIS or, you know, these, these terror fronts, you know, we had a little bit of Antifa, we had a little local uh, domestic uh, a taste of that terrorism. But inter- interesting how the Rona is now the, uh, the, the, the new boogeyman. Uh, everything is because of the Rona. That's right here. Let's, uh, let's read a couple of these facts uh, about 
the so-called pandemic that we're under. Uh, some of these sources are going to be on uh, area. They've heard this on uh, in Colorado. If you've not heard Brian and myself, you could always go to 1360khnc.com. You can stream any of the shows that are on this independently owned radio station. We have no corporate conglomerates that own this independently owned station. So our guys really have the freedom to say whatever they want as long as they're, you know, not using the, the dirty words and things like that, FCC compliant. But uh, you may not have heard us talk about some of these things we're going to read, but uh, you can always uh, go to our show and listen. You can go to the podcast, with, which are listed there at 1360khnc.com and, and hear a lot of this stuff from all of our show hosts. Uh, ourselves included. Let's, let's let's start with some of these facts, and then I'll give you some of the, uh, the where they came from, the sources. The PCR coronavirus test can have ninety percent false positives. The source for that information comes from the New York Times and the Guardian. The Guardian, in case you want to know, is that's that, that's where uh, one of the sources that Ed Snowden went to when he blew the lid off of the surveillance state that basically told America and the world. Yeah, pretty much every toaster, refrigerator, TV, cell phone has a microphone and a camera, and it's watching you, and it's all being collected. Uh, that was seven years ago, and people just seems to have uh, accepted that. Haven't, we haven't really changed that, have we, Brian? It just got worse over seven years. Got Kinda worse, like and, and is no longer a, a big deal. That's right. And, and it's yeah, not like we, we have had... a whole lot of options. It's not like we get a lot of options either, unless you try to nurse your your, <laughs> your older uh, non-smart, which equals uh, more private appliances along. That's correct. I mean, Ed Snowden uh, took that risk, and, and I, I have some questions about that guy too. I question is so. In case you don't know who I am, as far as because like, we don't do the Arizona show very often, I don't trust pretty much anything. There's a really not a whole lot to trust. Why do I get in gold and silver? Because gold and silver, you can trust it. It just sits there in your hand. It's a it's a commodity. It's not an idea. Ideas get corrupted. People lie about things. Ed Snowden. In 2013, blew the lid off this thing. The Guardian was one of the main sources that, that first brought out the story of the surveillance state. And we're not doing anything about it. Now, here we hear about the coronavirus this year. Why do I feel like this is just going to hang around with us until everyone just gets used to these kind of lockdowns and things that are going to be coming with COVID-21, COVID-22, COVID-23? They, they know the human condition. They know how resilient we are and the tendency for us to kind of shrug it off and try to continue on with our lives and trying to survive. They, when I say they, the, the, the planners, the, the, the Bill Gates, the, uh, the phony baloney, Tony Fauci's, those that stand to gain monetarily. And I'm, I'm not even saying they're at the top of the food chain. I think they're, they're in one of the lower concentric circles, obviously well above where we are as the common, common folk. But, uh, yeah, let me read the next one here. Uh, no matter what someone dies of, if they test positive, their death is marked as a COVID-19 death. I saw some uh, mainstream media uh, shooting this down because this, this one's getting popular. It's getting out there. People starting to understand that hey, my, my, my dad died of a heart attack. He, he, yeah, he tested positive coronavirus, but it's a heart attack. And right now, the, as of the end of this year, it looks like there'll be more COVID deaths than cancer and heart attacks. Millions oh, of people die from heart <laughs> attacks and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, and cancer every year, Brian. But suddenly, COVID's going to uh, have more deaths than the, than those diseases, Brian. Well, yeah, the, the, there's that corner on the western slope here in Colorado that's that's it's fighting the 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 declaration of the two people that died by gunshot wounds. There, they were automatically. It takes I don't know a week or two to do a uh, um, <laughs> you know, 
what do they do when someone's autopsy? A couple weeks right. to do the autopsy or to, or to get the report done for the autopsy. Boom. Right. Immediately upon death, they're, they're declared as, as COVID deaths, at least in this wacky and, state. And let me, let me read it one more time because I didn't even do the source. No matter what someone dies of, if they, te- if they test positive, their death is marked as a COVID-19 death. This comes straight from the CDC, a government site. The CDC that freely admits this on their site. There's the next one. COVID-19 has never been proven to exist. Never been isolated. That's right. Never been isolated. It's all, all, on, these, all, all on these rumors of, well, because of these, these conditions, these, these symptoms, these markers, never been isolated itself. And can you imagine just saying that out in the open public, how unpopular you'll be because who's the, the vast majority of the population believes it. Yeah, the, the source is the FDA, another government organization. The FDA, last page, last paragraph, page 39. COVID-19 has never been proven to exist. Coming from a, a government site. Uh, but we're going to hit the break here. Let's read another one. CDC, 94% of people who died of COVID had 2.6 pre-existing conditions. Like a bullet hole in your body? (laughs) (laughs) Well, heart attacks, cancer, diabetes, stroke, pneumonia, you know, and all the numerous diseases that are out there, right, Brian? Uh, If you have all these conditions, I don't don't think COVID really kills you. Maybe maybe it was a... uh, You get the flu and it it adds to it, but uh, it's not the actual cause, Brian. No, but uh, good thing we got the TV pumping out all the lies to us nonstop and got a captive audience. Second half of the Patriot Radio News Hour on this Wednesday, December 30th, National Bacon Day. Uh, I don't know what to do with that other than don't worry about heart attacks anymore because everything is the Rona. So uh, heart attack numbers are down. All these other deaths are down. The flu flu deaths are down. Coronavirus is, uh, if we're to believe the bulk of it, the exaggerated lies that so much of it is, um, it's, it's, it's cured a lot of things. Well, if I were a liberal, I guess I would, uh, I could be mad at you for making it. It's an anti pig day then, right? It's, That's it right. A, a bacon day. You're, you're, you're being mean to pigs. Well, there, 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 there is that sign of that, uh, restaurant, that little pigs, genuine pit barbecue sandwiches, They've got on their little, uh, your little message board outside this, uh, the restaurant. We serve pork. We do not serve sheep. So take off the mask. <laughs> yes, my kind of place. So we had uh, a local restaurant owner on that's uh, defying the orders from the Colorado governor and the uh, and the coronavirus mandates. But uh, we were talking about this on the uh, the last segment. I, what I'd like to do, I want to, I want to get this gold special out real quick as, as we continue on with the show. Gold is uh, sitting right at $1,900 an ounce and silver's at around $2,650. It's been coming up today. It's a, it's a, it's a very good up day. Uh, you can look at the prices of our regularly, just our regularly daily priced uh, gold and silver items by going to allamericangold.com. You can also call 800-951-0592. But uh, we have a $20 gold piece that, that the price it's at is, is almost as cheap as a raw $20 gold piece on the website. We have graded mint state $20 liberties. Uh, these coins have been sent to an independent third-party grading company, and this is usually going to be NGC or PCGS. 
there's a couple of advantages. Why, and we have some customers that are strongly wanting to buy these. Uh, we don't sell or buy uh, counterfeit coins. And the old gold is just, quite frankly, they're not counterfeited very often. Uh, they would have to use tungsten. And uh, Joe and myself, we, we can spot uh, a fake very quickly. It's, they, they just don't make good fakes of these kind of coins. They usually try to counterfeit modern coins anyways, or, or they try to just do gold bars, uh, which is you know, one of the reasons we don't specialize in gold bars is because we don't have to deal with the counterfeit. But the coins we're selling today, you don't have to worry about all that counterfeit stuff. Another expert, or and they have multiple, numerous amounts of experts at these grading companies that weigh the coins, check the coins uh, to, to uh, authenticate. Now, not only are these mint state, but they authenticate that, hey, this is, an, this is a pre-33 American gold coin, slightly less than an ounce of gold, and they gave it a mint state grade. I mean, these, these pre-33 gold coins were spent. They, they have wear on them, and uh, you know, a lot of them not so much because not a lot of people carried around $20 gold pieces with a lot of money back then. However, they were spent, uh, and to get one of these, and these are going to be $20 Liberty, so these are the older coins, you know, 1906 uh, and earlier to typically. Uh, they're going to be a mint state 62. Uh, so, like I said, you, you get it in mint state, which is great. You're getting it at a price that's just a little bit above our raw gold, $20 gold coin, coin prices. It's mint state 62, and with that third-party grading, you know, if, if for some reason uh, you're you're off in another country and you need to sell uh, your gold coins, you're off in another state, I don't know, you, you, need, to, you need to sell off a couple of these and Patriot Trading isn't there at that moment to, to get that taken care of for you. Whoever, whoever is going to be the uh, the buyer of your of these coins in the future, they won't rip. They won't be able to rip you off quite as easy because they'll uh, they'll see that it's NGC or PCGS, and you just point out it's like, well, do you not trust the largest grading companies in the United States? This is a gold coin. It's in mint state. It's a nice one, uh, and and uh, give me my money. <laughs> so there's there. Some people just like the raw gold. I'm a, I, I like I like gold in any form. Uh, I'll, I'll take it in any form. But this is a great way to get a, a, essentially a one ounce gold coin in mint state. The price is two thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. The number to call to buy these coins and there's there's over a hundred of these. I, I, I don't at the beginning of the show we had over a hundred. I, I don't know what the number is because I'm not in Arizona taking phone calls. The number to call is eight hundred nine five one. 0592. If you've not listened to the show, if you're just flipping through the dial, the number to get these coins is 800 951 0592. And uh, we'll get those phones burning and uh, turning. And uh, if you, you want to get gold before the end of the year, this is a great special. Uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to Joe Arlene about how long this special will go. I believe you could probably call that number. Uh, and, and reserve these coins, I think, through the next couple of days. I, I don't know that for sure. I'm sure we'll get an update just because we mentioned it. But, uh, you know, tomorrow's repeat show. Uh, we're going to, you know, they're available. We're going to sell them tomorrow. Uh, call the number 800-951-0592. Brian, not, not a bad, not a bad uh, piece of gold to buy today. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, kind of like Jeffrey Epstein's last cellmate's been found dead. Get these coins before they disappear. Oh, I heard about that. It's, 
it's so funny that everybody that's around the Clinton seems to die, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the, get the lead flu uh, as our, uh, as our uh, open forum host, Rick, talks about the, the Clinton body count. Interesting during the uh, 2016 election that uh, the, the good old social media, Google search engine and Facebook, uh, when people would do, do, do searches on uh, the Clinton body count, it would uh, change the results and, and bring body shops, repair shops up to the top of the list and uh, bury, bury, the, bury the articles and the search results as to what that actually means, the Clinton body count coming, coming back from, from the 90s and the good old days of Arkansas and Arkansas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of Arkansas, we have a, a guy that uh, helps us at the uh, 1360 KHNC, and he gave you a funny little clip over the uh, a little story or uh, I guess a joke. One of the breaks there about the Amish not getting coronavirus. What was that? Uh, that little, that little, a little stick yeah. you gave me over the break. Steve, Steve Stars and Etheric Dave, and they've got a they've got an awesome coast that comes on with them. A, a longtime experience RN that has uh, uh, similar similar views uh, uh, on the truth. But he, uh, Steve Elkins was the one that provided this one. An Amish man was asked why they don't get COVID. His response. Because we don't watch TV. <laughs> That's so brilliant. Oh, that so, so brilliant. Yes. yes. Seems like COVID-19 is not affecting the Amish. Isn't that strange? You got it from going on from China to the United States, but the Amish people don't seem to be dying of it. You know, they, they exist in the same towns. You know, you see them with the little horse carts and, and buggies going in and out of the town to do the, the, do the same business as, as normal folk, I guess you say, the average American. But... Uh, Without all the conveniences, seems pretty yeah. smart if you ask me. Absolutely. Hey, we'll be right back. We're going to continue with the Patriot Radio News Hour. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour with your co-host, Jason, and this is Brian. From the great white state of Colorado, I only say that because of all the global warming powder that we got laying around us, not because I'm a racist, even though just saying that automatically makes me racist to shut me up. But... Might I add, today is lockdown day number 289, and I'll add voluntarily lockdown day 289, 21 days till inauguration, January 20th. Interesting to see what, if anything, happens on the political scene between now and then. A whole lot of commotion. And, what, two days left today and tomorrow of, of 2020, a year that will live in infamy, I would say, Jason. Well, until 2021 becomes worse, then you might forget about 2020. <laughs> You're getting your, your your full dose of gloom and doom here on a on a Wednesday uh, morning, but uh, hey, it could be worse. Right. Could like like uh, like like Igor and Young Frankenstein. Could be worse. Could be raining. Yeah. <laughs> well. I don't know if I, I think I'd rather have rain than two degrees, Brian. I mean, I I've lived in Colorado my whole yes. life. I've never liked the cold. Um, I know sometimes uh, Joe talks about the hot weather and uh, kind of like them. So some part of the year that, you know, this time of the year is pretty nice over there, but uh, I'll take those 110 degree days over, over two. And just, I've just, I lived here my whole life, Brian. I can never get used. I know you're more of a cold guy, but I, I hate the cold. It's just terrible. Yeah, it's, it, it's pretty rough and, and uh, rain on top of this, <laughs> this temperature <laughs> that would, that would make for a worse, worse scenario. So I'm thankful we don't have rain when it's uh, below freezing here. Well, let me, let me give you a story. Now, I know Joe is in New York, but he's had a few visits out here to do gold and silver business and do radio station business. And 
Uh, we went and saw uh, one of the, we had to go to visit somebody in Denver, uh, one of the advertisers here in Colorado. And he was driving, you know, he was in, we took his rental car uh, that he was using. And it became nighttime. And, uh, you know, I don't know how old Joe was when he got his license. If he was driving in New York, I can always forget. But he spent, uh, sounds like the majority of his life in Arizona. And uh, he was hitting these hills. We were doing these hills because in Colorado, there's a lot of hills. And it just, every time we were going up the hill and then it dropped down, man, did it spook Joe. <laughs> every, every hill we hit. And uh, me, uh, I, I was a pizza delivery driver for a couple of decades. I actually bought my first house delivering pizzas. And uh, then I became a process server for another eight years. And both, both of those are driving jobs of 40,000 to 65,000 miles a year. So I have uh, at my... At my young or older age, whatever you want to call it, I'm not, I'm not my 50s or 60s. I'm, 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 I don't know if that's young or old, but I've logged almost a million and a half driving miles, and I'm not a truck driver. You know, truck drivers can put in millions and millions of miles. They just hit the highways all day long. These are all in-city miles that I do. And so I, I thought it was funny that the, you know, the, big, the big man is, uh, is, is spooked by doing hills. And then, of course, his last trip here in October, there was some snow, and uh, he was having trouble with the snow and sliding around him. and. Uh, our, uh, him, and, him and another guy that uh, we were working with, we we're driving together, and it's David H. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's, you know, I, I, uh, for, for the experienced person, it's always fun to watch the inexperienced person have to deal with the stuff like you know when I was eighteen and dealing with it. Now <laughs> I didn't have to worry about hills and icy roads very much for a long time, Brian. Well, I think the flip could be uh, could be said as far as us uh, uh, Northlanders. Hit, hitting the, the hot days in Arizona and either putting our hands on the steering wheel or uh, uncovered bottom of our legs wearing shorts on a, on a on a hot leather seat on a hundred plus day. There's probably similar entertainment value for them. Yeah, there is that. But I'll tell you right now, I bet I can out drive those Arizona guys easy. <laughs> I can do it in snow and hills. I can do it on a 110 degree day. I, I can I can out drive any of those Arizona guys. So yeah, uh, I, I always so, find the snow as, as an aid really helps uh, kind of grease the skids and, and get on down the road a little bit quicker in my, <laughs> in my experience. I guess there is the melting your tires off a little faster with that heat. I guess there is that. Yeah. I know that your car can break down a lot easier. You're driving through that heat, but, uh, try, uh, try putting your little Toyota Corolla through, uh, a 95 to hundred degree summer day, uh, for a nice 12 hour shift in the middle of summer here in Colorado. And just drive and drive and drive and drive. So I've one of the reasons I drive those cheap. Yeah, I always drove the the, the cheap uh, Japanese cars because the the Corolla, for example, it, you can just beat it up and beat it up and beat it up and beat it up. And just you know, when I was younger, I might I might just I just had bad habits driving driving a car really hard. Get two hundred thousand miles before anything even drops off the thing. So. Uh, I do know that though. If you're driving a whole lot of miles in that heat, it can. You know, I'm, my cars did better during the winter time because it stayed cooler than the summertime. So there, there is that, I guess. But yeah, yeah it, it was it was it's fun. Anytime you hang out with Joe and, uh, you know, him being in Arizona, us being here, and, and this goes with anybody from any other part of the world, or the country. You know, there's always those those little cultural differences and uh, kind of something our country is starting to, to lose over the years. We're trying to turn us all into McDonald's, huh, Brian? Yeah, I, I still I, I saw this article yesterday. I still am impressed by this. A Kentucky man, no, not Colorado, not Canada. A guy in Kentucky uses a flamethrower to clear his driveway, so he must have, <laughs> must have a few extra flamethrowers sitting around, a few extra bottles of, of fuel to to torch his driveway. Around here, 
with I, I don't I don't know, Jason. We've had you know we've had some pretty close fires in the Lions Lions west of Longmont area, yeah, but people are so paranoid of the fires. And there's a lot of people that have homes that are surrounded by you know a lot of trees, unnatural growth because we don't let the fires burn and and thin the forest uh, and keep them healthy. So. I guess there maybe there's some some good reason to be wary of that, but boy, a guy with a flamethrower, a guy with a flamethrower, I can't imagine the 911 calls in this area that that would generate. Did you say that he made that decision because he was fueled on a few bottles? Is that what you said? <laughs> no, yeah, could have could have been that too. Yeah, might take that, but it shows him he's in uh, he's in typical Colorado uh, driveway clearing attire. He's he's got uh, he's got a robe on. He's got he's got shorts on. He's got slippers and a flamethrower. So that's 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 one step shy of where I tend to do my driveway clearing, just not having the flamethrower. Excellent. Hey, we're gonna hit the break here. I'm gonna, uh, we got this special. They are twenty dollar liberties in mint state sixty two. They are two thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. We'll hit it again on the last segment coming up. But you can call 800-951-0592 and get yourself a cheap mint state twenty dollar liberty right now today. We'll be right back with the last segment. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour on this Wednesday, last live show of the week, last live show of the year. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Uh, Cover the special one more time. We've got a plethora. Let's just say we have a plethora of MS-62 old private graded gold liberties, $20, just shy of an ounce of old gold. Price today at two thousand one hundred and fifty. Fraudulent reserve notes. We'll trade you twenty one fifty. Trade you trade you some notes for a, a, some real money. Call us toll free eight hundred nine five one zero five nine or two. Get that get that real real money, real currency versus this uh, paper stuff we all have to hold and transact in. Yeah, cool coins. I mean, uh, interesting when you get a twenty dollar liberty. Uh, the average one that you get, it's going to be 12 decades old. You know, these coins are over 100 years old. Every single one of these that you're going to get will be no newer than a 1906. Most likely you get like an early 1900s or an 1800s coin. It could be 1880-something or 1890-something. And a 120-year-old piece of freedom, basically. It's, it's when the money was, was free to the people. Uh, we didn't have inflation. Over 100 years of American history, nothing was inflated. Uh, a fine-tailored men's suit or a cow and a $20 gold piece were essentially the same price, the same equal value for well over 100 years. And then along came the central bank that stuck around. We, we, fortunately, we had some really smart people early in American history that got rid of two failed attempts at central banks. Uh, but this Federal Reserve thing showed up in 1913, and now... The twenty-dollar gold piece, the cow, and the fine-tailored men's suit. You're looking at two thousand dollars, twenty-one hundred dollars to get one of those things done. And your twenty-dollar bill, which a paper bill in the 1800s, a twenty-dollar paper bill was always worth twenty bucks too, because we had a fair money system. But now your twenty-dollar bill will scantily buy you the steak, whereas the gold piece could still practically, uh, depending on which cow you're getting, you, you can get the cow for that twenty-dollar gold piece, Brian. Great point, Jason. Now for that twenty-dollar piece of paper you get a small slice of the cow versus the whole cow with an ounce of gold isn't that interesting and my wife was trying to explain this to somebody else about uh we gave away some silver eagles at christmas time and you know silver eagles being over 30 dollars for one of those 
and uh, you can buy two of those jumbo packs of of, of toilet paper at the store. And she's talking, you know, things go the way they look like they're going to go. Uh, this Silver Eagle still going to get you those two packs of uh, those two jumbo packs of toilet paper. But if things go as bad as they look like they could go, you might only be able to buy a single, maybe two pack of toilet paper with that silver uh, with uh, with your thirty bucks. You know, can you imagine a world, Brian, where you're going to pay thirty dollars for a couple of rolls of toilet paper? But that's that's where we're headed. I mean, twenty eight trillion account, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, to hear Gerald Salente, I think uh, the name of his organization is Trends Research. Uh, they're they're suspecting that uh, silver is going to do some pretty hefty moves in uh, this coming year, twenty twenty one. But we'll have to see. Silver and gold are going to be doing huge things uh, by the next couple of years, and especially by the end of this decade. Uh, it, it's going to be hard to even consider gold less than twenty thousand. As, as the end of the decade hits, but I, and Brian, it's all numbers, numbers that are fake. They can be corrupted and, and changed on a whim. It's and about the numbers, the, Jason. Tony Fauci said yeah, about the numbers. That's right. And so 50,000 gold in 2029, that's not out of the question. Everything else is going to be expensive too, but, uh, you know, that's why we do gold and silver, 800 Nine five one zero five nine two twenty dollar liberties. Mint state sixty two for two thousand one fifty. Brian, I'm out. Have a great rest of your day, folks. Stay sane out there and have a safe, safe New Year's.